0: Look, I got a testimony, I got to tell him what God did, I'm calling God the homie, he took me out of the mosh pit, I will contest the phonies, separate demons and God's kids, I got to spread his word, so I'm going to show you who the God is, the word is my weapon, I move like a general. Hi everybody and welcome to today's episode of Walk With Me, I'm your host JJ, I'm so glad to have you walking with me today as we walk with Christ. Thank you for downloading and sharing this episodes, and thank you for all of the uh, visits to my sponsors that I've been seeing and I've been hearing about uh, the also we have uh, that sponsor with the Templar Chronicles one new players. That book is amazing in the fact that it, it has actually uh, messages that we need in today's world and it is fiction so it's not like it's not like a documentary or something like that but uh thank you so much for visiting those sponsors thank you for visiting true bars he's a lyricist he is in his uh he's on his journey now to finding god or actually his path to salvation because i always say that god is a loss i and, and i'm starting to kind of develop a Uh, Kind of a way against Saying I found God Because God wasn't lost, we are So thank you all for uh, Visiting that sponsor And Exquisite Creations If you have TikTok or social media um, I think she does have TikTok I don't have TikTok But I have my own reasons for that We're not going to go into it on this podcast Uh, Thank you so much again For listening, downloading, sharing It's, It's not about me, it's about you And it's about God And I just sit here behind the microphone for a couple of moments every week and we talk about this thing we call the Bible and how to apply it to everyday life. Well, I thought we were going to just jump right into more of the delivering power of God. We were talking about Moses and and God delivering Egypt, but there was something that God sort of told me to go over. So we're going to just take a small detour a little bit. We're going to talk about Moses' dilemma. Yes. Last week, we talked about Pharaoh's dilemma, but Moses had even bigger dilemma than Pharaoh ever could have. Why? Because Moses was worshiping the one true God, and Moses had something that was going on within him that was sort of keeping him away from his true potential, if you will. So we're going to jump backwards a little bit to Exodus chapter 4, and remember, This is when God is telling Moses, this is what you're going to do. You're going to go to Egypt. You're going to say this. You're going to say that. Now, Moses' issue was that even though this is the same Moses who rose up and slew the Egyptians, this is the same Moses that later on would hold his hands across the Red Sea and it part. This is the same Moses that would lead an entire nation through the wilderness. This is the just called Moses. This is the Moses that... God was, was just starting to deal with. And Moses had a bit of an issue. And we're going to read what that issue is. In Moses 4 and 1, Moses answered God and said, Behold, they will not believe me. So now we have Moses having a, the dilemma of disbelief. And Moses, being who Moses was, and if you just kind of skim through this, you think that Moses is saying that people are not going to. But I started to believe that Moses uh, didn't believe it himself. Sure, he was talking to God, and, and he knew it was God he was talking to because the fire said, to, you know, take your shoes off, because this is holy land. But Moses had a disbelief problem in himself. The Lord said to him, what's in your hand? He said, a rod. And you know the story. He put the, threw the rod on the ground and became a snake. Moses fled. God said, come back and take the snake, boy. Moses picked up the, the snake, and it turned back into a rod. And then... Because it was Moses that had the issue of disbelief. Because it was Moses that had the issue of disbelief. We have verse 4. I'm sorry, not verse 4. Uh, verse 7. And the Lord said, Furthermore, to him, put thy hand into thy bosom. And he put his hand into his bosom. This is this is Mo- God talking to Moses. Put your hand inside your jacket. And Moses put his hand inside his jacket. And he took it out. And it was white as snow. It was a leopard. Now, if, I'm not sure if we've talked about this, I'm pretty sure we have. Back in those days, if you had leprosy, that was pretty much the kiss of death. You died a slow, horrible death, unless God healed you. Unless God healed you. So then God told Moses, put your hand back in your jacket. And came out, it was fresh and clean, like you was just born. And even though God allowed Moses to play this game about maybe the children of Israel won't listen to me, God was showing the signs directly to Moses because of Moses, and so, but God allowed this game to continue a little. Bit. But as you can see, God has a little bit of a patience thing when you when you're talking about not believing what He's saying. So now we get to verse 10, and this is where we're going to get to the meat of our lesson today. And Moses said unto the Lord, "Lord, I'm not eloquent. I don't speak well, and you know, I don't have the flowery speeches and the great the great rhythm, and I." Sometimes lose my place when I'm speaking, and, and all of that. And Lord said, "Who made your mouth? Who made your mouth?" And this is where Moses' dilemma came in. Moses forgot who made his mouth, and, Mo- and Moses forgot who is telling him to go and do this thing, delivering Israel from the hand of Egypt. And God further continued in verse eleven, "Who maketh the dumb or deaf, or the seeing or the blind? Have not I, the Lord?" God said, "If anybody is." B- Deaf or blind or can't speak or can speak or can see or can hear. I'm the one that did. now therefore go and I'll be with your be with your mouth and teach you what to say. And Moses still didn't. Moses still was in a dilemma. He was still in the inner turmoil. And he said, Oh Lord, send I pray the hand of him who thou wilt send. God is telling you to do, Moses. But Moses was feeling so Uh, self-deprecating. He was feeling so humble. He was feeling so unworthy of doing this thing. Moses is now telling God that, God, you're picking the wrong person. God, you're making a mistake here. And so, because of that, this is why verse 14 happened. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. He said, is not Aaron the Levite your brother? I know he can speak well. Why does God know that Aaron can speak well? Because he's a Levite? No. Remember, we haven't come up with what the Levites were supposed to do. and We just knew that Aaron was a descendant of the Levites. Why did God know that Aaron could speak well? Because God made Aaron's mouth. The same mouth he was going to use for Moses. He had already had an Aaron. And behold, when he come forth to meet thee, and when he sends me, he will be glad in his heart. And I shall speak to him, and put words in his mouth, and I will be your mouth. And with his mouth, I will teach you what you shall do. Now, So let's stop right there for a moment. God was so intent on getting this done. He was not going to let Moses' self-doubt get in his way. That's not even the biggest lesson here. The biggest lesson here is even though Moses had self-doubt, even though Moses knew that in himself, he could not see him being able to deliver the children of Israel by himself, even though Moses knew all that, and even though him knowing that, uh, brought him a lesser degree of faith than what he should have had, God didn't let him go for it. God made provision, even though Moses' faith was not as big as we think it was. And furthermore, you'll see as the plagues were going on and and God was telling Moses what to do, Moses became more and more confident in working and operating in the spirit of God. And this is the same where we are today. God could tell you to do something. And yet, yeah, we should always make sure it's God telling us what to do. Um, because we have all of these spirits in the world now trying to act like they're God. And people run around claiming they have prophetic gifts and all that. If you have the gift of prophecy, that's great. But a lot of people run around saying that they have the spirit of God and they're prophets and this title, that title, and God gave them this title. Listen, this is, uh, this is not the person I'm talking to. I'm talking to people who have actually received a calling of God and have actually uh, received an assignment from God. You, you said, listen, you need to go talk to your cousin. About this. And you don't think because of the things you've done, Moses is a murderer. But you don't think because you did drugs with him back in the day or you ran the streets, played the field, with him or her back in the day, that that person is going to listen to you because after all, who are you? We ran the same streets, we did the same things. But remember, this is what God is telling you to do. And the reason why you know is God telling you what to do is because this what God is telling you is going to line up perfectly with what's in the Bible. Is It's not going to be flowery sometimes, it's not gonna be well-spoken sometimes, but sometimes it's just gonna be straight and direct to the point. Like like I we talk about all the time way God speaks to me, it's always like JJ, straighten up boy, you know, in that in that vein. So Moses' dilemma here was first believing that he was speaking to God and that God can do everything, but that God can use him in spite of his shortcoming. God can use him in spite of the stutter. God can use him in spite of the fact that he was a murderer. God can use him in spite of the fact that Moses was pretty old by this. He's probably around 80. And here he comes, going to walk all the way back to Egypt, and yet, even still, there was something else that Moses was waiting for. See, Moses knew that there were men who were seeking to kill him. Why? Because remember, now Moses went around killing the Egyptian. And he didn't even address that with God. But God knew that this was probably the, one of the reasons why he was kind of afraid to go back into Egypt. And in verse 19, God just came out and directed it. He came out and said it directly. And the Lord said to Moses and Midian, go return into Egypt for all the men are dead, which sought your life. Every last one of them. So then Moses finally decided, finally, get up, get his kids, and put them on the donkey, and walk back to Egypt. And Moses took that rod, his hand. And God is still talking to Moses. God was mad at him, but God was still talking to him. God can be mad at you or I. But that doesn't mean God is going to uh, going to leave you. God's going to stop talking to you. When you return to Egypt, all he's done, these wonders are done before Pharaoh, which I am putting in your hand. But I will harden his heart that he will not let the people go. Because God had a much bigger plan for Egypt. He had a much bigger plan for Pharaoh because Pharaoh was considering himself. God. But the other big dilemma that Moses had was as soon as Moses came in there and he saw that, you know the Israelites was making brick and and all that. And he said the first thing the Pharaoh and instead of Pharaoh saying okay, well let's talk about it. First thing Pharaoh did was made the Israelites bondage harder because now they still had to make their same quota, but they couldn't use any of the tools they were working with. Now this actually reflected badly on Moses because here you are, Moses, you come to save us, but now you making our life hard. And the Israelites told him, so. and that's that was a much better. Uh, display of what Moses was going to have to go through and what Moses knew what well, he was afraid was going to happen. Moses knew that he was afraid this was going to happen. and But right about that time, there became, a, there became a deliverance. And this is the very first time that for the very, very first time God reveals his name. And in Exodus chapter six, God tells Moses what his name was. He said, now you shall see what I'll do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand, he will let them go. With a strong hand, he shall drive them out of his land. Now, if you were reading the chapter before, you hear what God said, he's not going to let them go with a strong hand. He is going to let them go easy. But because Pharaoh hardened his heart and Pharaoh acted as if he was God, God then now had to show him something. God had to show him who's boss. But here's what we want to talk about. Verse three. And I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, unto Jacob, by the name of the God Almighty, They just called him Lord. But by my name, Jehovah, was I not known to them. Now, we can talk about Jehovah and Jesus. I mean, there's so many different names people run around talking to, you know, consider themselves talking to God about Yahweh. Yes, you are all of these things. But here's the thing. This is important in the way that you worship God, because if you write down the word Jehovah, J-E, H-O-V-A-H, right? And you take it and you separate it out by the syllables because this is how the words work. And each syllable means something. So J-E stands for God and Hova stands for with us. So Jehovah stands for God with us. And if you take it right below it, you write Jesus, which is Greek. J-E is still there. So J-E is God and then S-U-S is saved. So it's basically the same exact name with the title in the front. And but we'll go through that more, more uh, as we get down through the walk. But I just wanted to give you that preview. In verse six and four, chapter six or four, I have established my covenant with them and it gives them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage, wherein they were strangers. And I've heard the groaning of the children of Israel. Now, this is where God has really given Moses his mission statement again, because somewhere along the line, Moses let it go. Does Bible doesn't necessarily say it, but there's a reason why God repeats Himself here. God is not generally to be repeating Himself unless there's a reason why He's doing it. You know, what I mean? He's not. God doesn't speak just to hear Himself speak. Remember, He speaks planets and trees and galaxies come into existence. So God's words are not something superfluous. It's not something just to be tossed around lightly. When God speaks, it means something, and the next thing you know. The next thing you know, Moses is walking out with the children of Israel after the whole plagues. But remember, there's one thing that we have to talk about, and in this dilemma, in this, uh, in this choice that Moses has to make, Moses has to basically choose the power of God over his own inadequacies. And let me tell you, walkers, let me tell you something. I can tell you firsthand that it's not easy to do. I'm not. It's, it's not something. You know, I don't want to say that half the stuff we give is just easy to do. And, you know, you can just do it. Just do it. It's, it's easy. If you've lived by, uh, with, um, by the power of yourself for so long and you feel as if you're the one that makes things happen. So when you fail or things go wrong because you fail, please understand that sometimes you have to let it go because your inadequacy, are also God's strengths. Say it again. Sometimes your inadequacy are God's strengths. God had a whole bunch to say to Pharaoh. Moses felt like he didn't have the wherewithal to say it. But guess what? God found a way to deliver that message and still used Moses to do it, even though Moses felt like he wasn't worthy of doing it. And you and I can have that same power, same power. You don't feel like you can be an example unto him. In your situation, on your job, stop worrying about you doing it. Stop worrying about you having that power. Let God be the power, and sometimes God will send you help anyway. Just like God sent Aaron. So that's our big lesson today, because that's what Moses' dilemma was: getting himself out of his out of his way and out of God's. Let God do it. He's there. He sent you a word. He sent you something to do, even if that thing. Even if that doesn't involve, you know, saving an entire country from sin, even if it just means talking to a loved one, checking on a loved one, hey, did you know Jesus loves you? This, that can be just as powerful of a message as Moses ever preached. But that's fine, because that's what God told you to do. And there you are, and there I am, there we all are, sitting there feeling as if we are unworthy of delivering such a message because of what we used to do, of just because... As many things that we've messed up already. God is not mocked. God knows he's told you for a reason. Okay. Thank you so much for t- taking your time and spending with us today, walking in the Lord, walking in the Bible here. Again, my name is JJ. I'm your host for this podcast. Walk with me. Like it, share it, download it, whatever options you have on the platform that you are listening to us on. I appreciate it. I really do. Tell it to someone else. You may actually be helping them as well. Check on them. Make sure you give them your love. Give them our love. Because we are a family of walkers here. And I really do appreciate it. Thank God for each and every one of you. I love you all. God bless you. Yeah. True. Uh. See, I do it for Jesus. Jesus. Everything I've been do, give me your reason. I got this spread of the words of a genius. Everybody needs to know who the leader. See, I do it for Jesus. Jesus. Everything I've been do, give me your reason.